0: There is magic in the mundane, bliss in the banal. The day is your dharma. I'm your host, Amarilis, Ayurvedic health counselor, yogini, and Akashic Records reader. And this is your life, altered. Hello, loves. Welcome back. It is so close to the new year, and I just got back from a wonderful vacation visiting loved ones, relatives, family in South Carolina. and um, just got back a couple of days ago, spent the past couple of days sleeping, resting, recovering, you know, getting caught up on all the things, unpacking, and um, getting back into the swing of things so that I can process this year. 2021 and set those intentions for 2022. It was a wonderful trip. I have to say, solstice was so fun because there was a fire, um, which I don't often get to have actual fire. I live in an apartment and so there's no fire. Um, Every time I want to go camping during the summer here in Oregon, there's usually a fire ban because it's so dry and there's a wild usually there's wildfires going on. So we just, I never get to have a fire. So it was really beautiful because my sister-in-law created, um, a big fire in their backyard and it was, you know, the kids were running around and it was just a beautiful time, different, very different than how I spent it last year, but really connective and, uh, a beautiful portal, um, this solstice. So, I'm hoping that you all had a wonderful solstice and holidays. For some of you, the holidays and the traditions may be continuing, and I think that's wonderful. So I wanted to um, start this podcast or start this series of calling in the new year, and I'm going to break it up into parts. And so these are going to come out fairly quickly with, um, I guess, you know, tomorrow uh, part two will be coming out. But I wanted to go through my process of how I close out the year and I think it's important to actually close out and review the year. So this part one is called reviewing, reviewing what you just did in this past year. And I think it's important because most people jump feet first into a new year and it's very unconscious and it's usually just saying, uh, you know, this, this year didn't happen the way I wanted it to or thought it would. And so I just don't even want to think about it. So let me just move into a new year. And a lot of the same intentions or goals are just recycled. There isn't even really any thought put into it. It's just, well, the stuff that didn't happen last year, let me carry it into this new year. And whew, thank goodness it's a new year. I get to start over. But the way I see it is, well, you're just going to repeat the same things from this past year into this new year, if you don't take the time to really reflect on how the year went. For most people, um, they don't want to reflect on the year because we feel that it. Didn't turn out the way we wanted and maybe there's a couple of highlights. We're like, yeah But my guess is for most people. It's like, eh, you know And the truth is and I've always noticed this every time that I do it every end of the year that I do it I'm wrong. I Don't remember accurately how the year actually went down. I remember, you know, some of the I remember and this is true for most people you remember more of the negative negative then you do the positive. And this is also true of most people that we judge ourselves so harshly. We're really hard on ourselves. And because of that mental skewing, we don't really acknowledge and receive what we did do. We don't see the um, all the accomplishments or the successes that did happen. And A real big reason why I like to do this is, as I've spoken about several times, as the foundation of Ayurveda is digestion. If you don't digest well, you won't live well. And that doesn't just mean in your stomach and your small intestines and your colon. This is true, but it also means a mental and emotional digestion. So going through this process of reviewing the year helps me to digest the year. I look at the year fully and wholly and completely, non-judgmentally. It's really objective because it's just laid out, as I'm going to describe in just a minute. It's just laid out for me. The highlights, the failures, um, the things that happened and didn't happen, I can really see my choices, and um, where I really put my time, what I really focused on, and this process helps me to digest the year. And when I digest well, then I clear it out, right, the excretion, the elimination, so I'm ready. I'm ready for a new year, and I can move into the new year with um, awareness, with true intention, with conscious intentions or goals, or you know, how, whatever language you like to use for this. I can move into it from a place of everything has been digested and processed and I'm aware. And now I can, uh, I, I've kind of closed out the past year, and now I can really step into the new year because I understand where I'm stepping from and where I want to step to. So I wanted to record this podcast to share how I do this year by year. And it's, you know, been a success for me. And, you know, um, I will put out there that we create our year. We create it. And When you look back at this, what you're really looking at are your own choices of how you chose to live the year. And so the focus is on, you know, what I had control over, what I could control, which is most things, you know, you know, I I can choose how the things in my life and my time go. There are some things that you cannot control and, you know, that affects the year for sure. But get really honest about what it is that you chose to do versus or allowed or allowed other people to decide for you versus what really externally happened that you had no control over. You know, say 2020, nobody had control over covid (laughs) Uh, no, and this year, you know, I had no control over the fact that my mom died. So, you know, those are, those are things that creep up in the year that, you know, that it's, it's a part of the way life flows, but that most of this is a reflection to see how did I choose to live my life again? Where did I really put my time? and energy and focus, what are the choices that I made? And I'm looking back at the year that I had, the year that I had, it may or may not be the year that I wanted. And I'll ask myself kind of, well, why? Most of it was, you know, by my own hand. Some of it was beyond my control, but I'm looking at the year that I had and this review process helps me step into the next step, which is, well, how could I create differently? Okay. Let me get into these steps. I have three steps. You can break this up and, um, you know, do them at different times or you can set aside a big chunk of time to reflect on this. I would, I would do this as soon as possible. Um, because the energy of the new year does start to take hold but it's not necessarily like there's a deadline like you can't do this past January 1st it it doesn't work like that it, you know time doesn't quite work like that but I would say you know within the next week week and a half go back on your past year and do these activities and I, I think that you'll really be surprised at the year that you had and as you continue this practice it'll just, it'll be very insightful. So there's no real timeline for this, but also know that, you know, if it happens to be the middle of January, end of January, this is still applicable. You can still do this, um, because it's not like everything starts January 1st and then you can never look back, you know, so take the time that you need. So step number one, I go through my Google calendar and for some of you, you have a Google calendar as well as a physical calendar or maybe just a physical calendar. So I'm going to say this. um, Some people don't really keep track of their calendar um, or they don't write the things down on their calendar, whether it's physical or uh, a digital calendar, like a Google calendar. Some people don't write everything down. And I'll say that I, and I maybe invite you to for this upcoming year, if it's something that you don't do or have never had a practice of is that I put everything on the Google calendar. I don't have a physical one. No, I do. It's more like a to-do list based off of, you know, what is getting planned, but I put everything on the Google calendar and I, you know, everybody has different levels of organization and how you, um, want to put it in there on there, but all of mine is color coded. And so when I look back, I really see how I spent my time. So some people don't want to use the calendar cause they're like, "Ugh, I don't want to, you know, be that restrictive with my time and planning, but I do it really, um, for planning, but then. I know that at the end of the year, I'm going to go back and look. So it's really for record keeping and documenting. So sometimes I have to go back on the Google calendar to say, wait, I think this happened at certain times um, and I need to like backtrack and see, wait, when did this happen or how frequently has this been happening? But ultimately it's because I know at the end of the year, I'm going to go back and see exactly how I spent my time. It is mapped out and color-coded how my day went down. So I have on there, um, you know, external work. I have my own business work. I have uh, movement practices. So anytime I go climbing or I do yoga, if the yoga is out at the gym or even if it's at home, it gets placed on my calendar. Like this block of time, I was climbing for two hours during this time, during the day, or an hour here for yoga, it's blocked off, um, gathering with friends. Um, what else? Oh, phone calls. Like I regularly have a phone call with certain people every, um, every two weeks or sometimes every month. That's on my Google calendar so I can plan around it. But then when I go back at the end of the year, I see everything. I see everything. Everything. And this has been enlightening over the past, you know, three, four years that I've been doing it because when I went back on 2020, at the end of 2020, I had forgotten. I I mean, you know, March was so traumatic. I had completely forgotten that at the beginning of 2020, my life was so different and when I looked back at the calendar and saw all this time carved out for studying because I was enrolled at California College of Ayurveda. So I was blocking out all this study time. I was meeting with my student advisor weekly for that. Um, I was teaching and you know, teaching so many classes during the week, I completely forgot. You wouldn't think that you would forget all of that, but I did. And so seeing January and February laid out before me, I remember, oh, yeah, that's the kind of life I had. You know, all these different um, meetings I was having with um, acquaintances and friends out at cafes, I was just like, oh, wow, I was really getting out and about and all these places that we were going no longer exist anymore, um, which was really sad. But I'd forgotten that when I reviewed at the end of the year 2020. And so it felt, I don't know, there was a lot of mixed feelings when I saw all of that. But my point being, we don't remember how we started the year. You know, we we kind of remember the last couple of months of how we finished the year and some big things along the way, but we don't really remember how we were showing up at the beginning of the year. So I think that's important to see, really and truly how the year was spent. And as I'm going through week by week on my Google calendar, I have my journal and I write things down, you know? Um, so, you know, I write all of the big things down that I did. Um, or if there's a bunch of smaller repetitive things, I'll just sum it up and write it down. So like the CCA, you know, studying this many hours a week for CCA, um, teaching, you know, this many classes per week of prenatal yoga, but I write it all down. Every week I'm going through to see, you know, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. And so by the time I get to December, I have, you know, a couple of pages list of all these things that I was doing. And so much of it, I just forgot about or looked over or glossed over. It's it's really beautiful to see that list and to go through the Google calendar. And I just, I'm always surprised at the things that that actually happened that I don't even really remember. It's an eye-opening and powerful practice. So the second thing, after I've gone through the whole year of my calendar and all the things that are on my calendar, Next, I go to my phone and I go to the beginning of the year and start scrolling through all the photos. And this really takes me down memory lane because my photos capture how my year was spent in a way that isn't captured on the Google calendar, right? So, you know, there's no pictures of me studying. Um, There's no pictures of me teaching yoga, but there are pictures of you know me and my daughter and how we spent our time um you know so things that i would have looked over and forgotten about because they weren't on the calendar i'm remembering because i'm going through the photos and like this year um the first thing that comes to mind is i made an apple pie from scratch with my daughter and i've never made a pie before i've never made it from scratch an apple pie i mean no, I've just never wanted to do that. But my daughter really wanted to. And I said, okay, well, it feels really intimidating. So I'm going to go for it. And I'm just going to trust that this is going to work out. And we, you know, we bought a rolling pin. <laughs> I mean, we we went out apple picking to get, you know, the right kind of apples for the pie. And so I was documenting it all along the way with these photos and videos. And it was such a great, great time. And uh, that pie was gone in like 12 hours, like that evening. And then by lunch the next morning, that whole pie was gone. Um, It was so good. There's, There's nothing on my Google calendar that says make a pie with Satya and has, you know, the two hours blocked off. It's just open because this is my time with Satya that we spend however we choose. So that's captured. And those things as I'm going through my phone and all the videos and photos, I write those things down. You know, anything that really stands out, I write it in my journal. And then the third and final part of the review is going back through my journal. And, um, I have a couple of different journals, but there's one that I really write down, you know, my thoughts, um, my dreams, my, you know, actual dreams, you know, when I'm recalling in the morning, uh, messages I get from the Akashic Records. This is where I write all of those kind of intuitive um, hits that I get, things that just kind of come, I jot it down, and then I just move on. But it's there, again, documented. It's kind of record keeping because sometimes I've gone back and you know, when I do this annual process, I go back and realize, whoa, there was actually some synchronicity there or, um, like one story that I'll tell going back through my journal, um, in 2020, I'd forgotten about two dreams that I had. And when I went back, I realized they happened right before Um, COVID really hit and all the lockdowns and closures started happening. And one of, they were very, very, very ominous prophetic dreams that I just thought this has to mean something. Um, I'll just share one of them, but um, it was, you know, me standing and watching a tsunami hit. And, uh, you know, it was a huge, 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 tsunami. But somehow the wave came up and over me so that I wasn't harmed, but crashed. And I remember seeing, you know, suddenly being out in the ocean and kind of, you know, just observing, I wasn't struggling or drowning or anything. I was just observing that there were thousands of people in the water, um, just flailing and saying, help, help. And they were struggling. And then all of a sudden, I was in a store, and people were in stores and panicking, um, trying to buy things. And you know, the the shelves were empty. And I woke up from that dream, thinking, is something bad about to happen? But you know, you have a dream, and you write it down. And then I moved on. And then you know, I I I had heard at this point nothing about COVID. Um, I don't follow the news too closely. You know, so it ended up being about a month later that, you know, we really went into lockdown. So going back through my journal and seeing that entry of that dream made me realize, oh my goodness, I think something in my psyche knew something, you know, there was some sort of uh, forewarning um, of what was to come. So I I feel like going back through my journal is, um a very deep practice, and it helps me trust the messages that I hear and receive, uh, the dreams that I have. It helps me really trust that I'm tuned in and tapped into what's going on. Um, another example is, you know, going back last year through, or sorry, this year, through my journal, um, there's, there was uh, an Akashic Records message in February. And, um, you know, I'm gonna, they, when I get these messages, they're so succinct and clear and like well-spoken. So I'm just going to butcher, but essentially the message was that, um, something big was about to happen to me, um, that there was going to be a big awakening and they weren't going to say what it was or even hint at what it was, but, uh, because they didn't want to tell me because they didn't want me to get scared, but it was something big that was coming up. And looking back, I thought, oh, that, I, I feel like that was, um, foretelling of the month of April when I had, um, well, that's when, you know, my mom was so sick and I was getting all these messages about her dying. And then, you know, May 1st that night, she did die. And so, I feel like, oh, what else had it said? Sorry, um, and it said, you know this is a big awakening, and you're you're gonna be um, really happy and it's really going to serve you, but it's big, and we can't give you any hint or clue about what it is because we don't want to scare you. and so you know, looking back, I'm thinking, mom's passing has served me so well and has cleared up and opened up so much for me, and truly, you know, so much joy and peace. But of course, you know, it's the death of a significant loved one, so of course I wouldn't have wanted to know that that was coming. I would have been frightened. I would have constricted. It just would not have been a positive experience. And, you know, also in that same month was learning about star seeds and um, things beyond our world. And, you know, I just wasn't ready for it when this Akashic Records message came through for me. But it all happened in April and, um, it was a huge awakening, all of this together with mom and, you know, my place on this planet and, and this kind of huge intergalactic space that we inhabit at, you know, I'm so happy. I am, I'm so happy to be on the other side of that, but I can see why it was like, no, we can't give you a heads up. Like, hey, ETs and your mom's dying. I would have just been like, wait, what? What? No. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend going through your journal also as a practice for reviewing and reflecting on this past year. Over the next few days, I'm going to be continuing with this process of reviewing my year, and I'm going to be back very soon with part two and part three. There might even be a part four to this. Um, So part two is, again, going to be a part of um, releasing the old before calling in something for the new year. So... Let me know how this lands for you. If you've been listening to the podcast and you have not yet left a review on iTunes, please do so. Either rate it with a star or leave a written review. I I would love to read it. And I'm sending blessings to you as we cross into this new year, this new energy, this new frequency of 2022. Remember that spirit, guides, but never decides. How will you choose this hour, this day, this week at the altar of your life? Thank you so much for listening. If you feel called, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review and share it. Also connect with me and discover more on Instagram at Amaryllis underscore Fernandez. Until next time.